Should we wrap it up? We haven't even started. <laughs> I mean, the month. Oh, yeah. Please. I'm ready for this one to be done. I need to get this bracelet off. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. It's time to wrap up our May challenge where we were working on reducing complaining. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. I won't complain, but I'm very happy to see this challenge come to an end. (laughs) That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'm doing my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and holding her accountable to habit changes that she has been undertaking one month at a time for nearly a year. And I've been playing along too. And as we've been taking on new habits each month, we hope that we've been inspiring you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. We have spent the month of May engaged in a challenge to stop complaining. We've read Will Bowen's book, A Complaint-Free World, and we've taken up the challenge to take a closer look at our own complaining. In order to do this, we have used Will's suggested method of wearing a bracelet on our wrist, and each time we catch ourselves complaining, we move the bracelet to the other wrist. This includes spoken complaints only. Complaining thoughts, thoughts are free. And what a month it's been. When we started this month, I don't think that either one of us really considered ourselves to be complainers. And I even remember talking about this. And I think that we we both think of ourselves as being fairly positive people. And I think anyone that knows either one of us, I would think would say the same. Sure. But being a month in, what do you think now, Peg, now that we've been looking at this one a lot more closely this month? Well, you just said that we consider ourselves to be positive people. And I agree. Um, I'd say that's true for sure. So I mentioned at the beginning of this month's challenge that I have been tuning in to my own self-talk and encouraging myself and my patients to reframe when negative negativity shows up in language for a long time, for years. So as a result, when we started this, I... I know that I've been pretty good at mostly avoiding negativity and complaints. But that said, I did like the reminder that this challenge created of tuning into language that I was using and noticing when and where I was using negative words. So it was a good revisit for me. And I did notice a few things um, that I have shifted through this challenge. How about you? Cool. Um, Yeah. And I, I remember when we first started talking about this, I, I really, honestly, I thought this one was going to be a breeze, no problem, um, because I really thought that I was a pretty positive person, and I think that part of the reason that I thought this was that I'm so irritated and bothered by other people's complaining, and however, that said, I do know that saying that if you spot it, you got it, uh-huh. so I having like <laughs> tried this challenge, I realized that I think I've complained more than I've realized and maybe not always in kind of those like outright, really obvious ways, but more maybe in terms of sarcasm and subtle complaining. No. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Not to complain, but the other funny thing was that I found this challenge to be like the part of it that was most difficult was not just because of the complaining, but just how much it bothered me to wear the bracelet. Yeah. 
I do not like wearing anything on my wrists. And, you know, so I'm not a, I don't wear a watch. I don't wear any bracelets regularly. And I found that I became so frustrated with the feeling of that silicone rubbery bracelet that that became humorous in and of itself was how I thought that that was really funny that that was coming up for me, that I was annoyed by the anti-complaining bracelet. You were complaining Um, about the complaining bracelet. It was pretty meta. Like there was layers there. It was like inception level complaining. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny, but, and I think we talked about this before, but when you go to say a water park or, um, an all-inclusive resort and you have to wear the bracelet, I get so fixated on that bracelet and it bothers me so much. I didn't enjoy the bracelet either, but I, I, I know because I've witnessed it that you really don't like this. Cause when we went to see Gretchen in Detroit a couple of weeks ago, they put a bracelet on us when we went into the Majestic Theater. And as soon as we took a step and a half outside of the Majestic, you were ripping that thing right off your wrist. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I really don't like it. I really, really do not like that feeling. That said, you know what? I probably, I would have been better off with something like a rubber band, like just something thin. It's the thicker bracelet. I think that I would like something better in my pockets because even in my work, I prefer to not have things on my hands or my wrists because I'm using my hands. So that you know how there was also the opportunity to like shift a pebble from pocket to pocket, but then I'd have to make sure I'd have pockets all the time. So yeah. Do you ever, um, again, side note, but like necklaces, like say a big chunky necklace and it's got beads all around and maybe they're smooth plasticky or something and you feel them on the back of your neck. Does that drive you up the wall? I, I wouldn't wear a necklace that did that. Oh. I've had some really cool ones that are like these neat geometric beads. And oh. I wear it for 10 minutes and I'm like, and scene. Can't do it. <laughs> I love how we're finishing up the complaining month by doing a lot of complaining. <laughs> I got to get it all out now. It's been bottled up for a month. Oh. Who am I kidding? I haven't been holding it back that well. All right. Oh. Well, let's ask this. <laughs> Did you join us? We'd love to know if you took part in the complaining challenge, or in this case, the no complaining challenge, and how did it go for you? Hit us up in our Facebook group or send an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at Jake House, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. Now it's time for a segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities called Who Are You Anyway? We will take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. And I'm hoping you like this question, Peg. This okay. was one that I I thought we could we could ask ourselves. Okay. <laughs> I think we already did. Do you care about quitting complaining? I, I think that the way that I answer this question is that I like that I've been reminded to be more aware of my language. But I do feel like there are appropriate and maybe even necessary times to let some negativity or complaints or gossip vent out of you. And we talked about that a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but I really do feel like there's probably something positive in the right atmosphere with the right audience to complain or to get that stuff out of you. So then it's less likely to happen in a situation where it shouldn't. So I do understand that, you know, you don't want to be constantly complaining and creating that negative change in your brain and becoming a negative person, but venting stuff out, I'm all for that. So do I care about quitting? I'd say that I more care about the reminder to increase awareness and then choose your time, place, and audience if you have something negative to say. Mm -hmm. 
How about you? Do you care about quitting complaining? (laughs) I, uh, you know, I live in the gray. So I'm going to say yes and also no. Um, Because I think, you know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the podcast, but one of my personal mottos is, can it be both? (laughs) So yes, I care about quitting complaining because I don't want to manufacture bad thought patterns in my brain. Right. But no, because I also think it's hilarious (laughs) and I love me some sarcasm. So like I said, it's pretty gray and I think it can be both, but I've really appreciated having the focus on it and, and just putting a little bit of awareness on it and yeah. But it's like the, do you remember that comment made about the bad breath? Yeah. You notice it on um, other people, but not necessarily coming out of your own mouth. Yeah. That's fully me. Because do you remember the first day when you start the challenge? Yep. And you talked, and I just remember the first two hours of the day. I was like, oh, that's, (laughs) that's all anybody does is complain. Because I just remember like kind of what, it was like a new world I was walking around in where I was like, oh, everybody complains. Like it's just all complaining and it's funny. But so the fact that you recognized it as a whole new world is cool because it just means that you were shifting your awareness. And that's, I think what we're trying to do in general when we're trying to create something new and be better people is shift your awareness to something other than what you have been doing all along. Let's try something else and see how it moves the needle in terms of increasing our ability to be, to be better humans. We have to be really careful here because if one of us says a whole new world... <laughs> one more time do you know what happens then we have to start singing the song yeah that's so gonna be amazing let's just move on move on because i do not have a good singing voice but it doesn't stop me the worst thing to get me started on is the soundtrack to beauty and the beast because while i don't know my multiplication tables i somehow have the soundtrack to that movie locked in my brain forevermore so so those lyrics to those songs are taking up the space where your times tables might or should be right okay Potentially. A lot of things I really need to know. Instead, I... You have song lyrics. I've pretty much got the entire opening sequence with moves down. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, what books we've been reading, what random internet hilarity we've found, and or just really anything that we like and we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. Okay, mine's dumb. Well, it can't be I dumb. I say it's dumb, but it's basic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what is it? Is uh, sleeping with the windows open. Oh, that's I love amazing. It. Isn't it great? I love it. There's a narrow window of time, right? We're in the spring and in the fall where it's pretty feasible. And maybe in the summer, if you have some, you know, windows where you, some opportunities of time where you don't need the air conditioning, right. if you're lucky enough to have air conditioning. Uh, so sleeping with the windows open is the best. I, I absolutely think it's so great and it's not so hot out yet that you're uncomfortable and there's something so lovely. And, you know, we just talked about Disney movies and this is what it makes me think of is waking (laughs) up to the sound of birds chirping. I mean, come on. Right. How great is that? Right. It's phenomenal. It's so cool. It, there are times when I almost laugh when I wake up like that because it just seems kind of funny. Um, 
And the only downside that I've recently discovered is that, um, so when I put Ethan to bed, I'll leave his window open because I think it's nice for him to get fresh air while he's sleeping. But he can hear the sound of like the older kids on our street. Like all the kids are out playing and Ethan's always, he's the youngest. So he has to be the first to come in for bed. He can still hear them playing outside and it's driving him mad that they're still out playing. Um, and I even busted him this weekend cause I thought he was talking in his sleep, but it turned out he was shouting out his window to the kids and summoning them over to the window so he could show them Pokemon cards um, so he had a group of older kids at his window and he was chatting them up. And I remember that as a kid too, you know, cause we like the house we live in. We, when I was a kid, we lived in a single, like a bungalow. And I, I remember like peeking out the window and yelling at kids going by on their bikes. And Oh my goodness. Your six year old is like the mayor of your street. I love it. <laughs> he, it's pretty funny. It, it, and I mean, you've witnessed it, yeah. right? Yeah. I came, I was in the kitchen and he ran in the front door with some kids he was playing out front with. And I went in his room and I kind of opened the door and he's got like two girls that are, I don't know, nine, 10 sitting on his bed. He's six. And he's got this other guy in there and they're chatting it up. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, Get Ethan. Outside. But he's just like, he loves attracting kids back. And I love being outside and hearing him say, uh, come to my backyard. I have a trampoline. Like he lures them back. And then he like tonight, he comes to the back patio door and like desperation. He's like, mom, I'm going to need freezies for everybody. Like he's, he's got to be entertaining his crew. <laughs> I love it. He's, he is mini John. Is he? Well, I think it's probably yeah, John is probably that kid that would do that for sure. And that's he does it with beer in our neighborhood. He lures the neighbors with beer. Yeah, picturing it as yeah. Yeah. And for those who maybe don't know, John is Peg's husband. And John and my son share a birthday. So we have this weird theory that I'm just I'm raising Peg's husband. (laughs) It's kind of weird and amazing at the same time little bit of side notes there. But anyhow, how about you? What are you digging? I'm digging mastermind groups. Mm. So very topical. It is very topical. So according to Wikipedia, a mastermind group is a peer to peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from other group members. The concept was coined in 1925 by author Napoleon Hill in his book, The Law of Success, and described in more detail in his 1937 book, Think and Grow Rich. In his books, Hill discussed the idea of the mastermind, which referred to two or more people coming together in harmony to solve problems. So I have been a part of a few of these mastermind groups in the past, and I've been itching to join or start one for women in business locally. And um, this is something I actually had on my list of 18 for 2018, and it didn't really pan out other than you and I started this podcast, which is sort of our little mini mastermind, the two of us each week having discussion and then creating this podcast. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to crank it up a notch. So this past weekend... Uh, we had our first meeting with another friend and business owner, Amanda, and um, the three of us got together and we've created this little mastermind and it will help to s- help us to support each other, offer another level of accountability, which I know I need. And that's very helpful. I'm an obliger. Um, and then take our business and podcast to the next level. So we may keep the group small or we may decide to add a few more people. But uh, in my experience, if you're going to try this, uh, 10 people or less is best. And if you're just getting started, maybe only a couple of people. 
So the other thing I wanted to mention about masterminds is this concept doesn't always have to be for business or career. It could also yeah. be for a specific hobby or a project or even for parenting. I think that it's oh fair gosh, to say that's a great idea. I think it's fair to say already this exists because mom or parent groups are often like masterminds for parenting because people support and share tips and suggestions about the challenges of raising little people. So um, there's lots of ways that you can use the mastermind concept, even if you're not starting your own blog or podcast, or if you have your own business, or if you're working on your career, and you're doing a mastermind that way. So it's pretty awesome. And it was pretty cool to like get together and just have some discussion and grab some perspective from some other people. Yeah, I fully agree. And we had good snacks. The snacks are always key. <laughs> it was great, though. And I thought, I don't know, it was such a great way to spend a lovely Saturday afternoon. Or Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I, um, yeah, and to just be around other like minded people. And it's yeah, very I think, cool. Yeah, it's a neat way to, to socialize and also to move the needle forward in whatever project you want to pursue. So it's, um, yes. it's cool. That's what I'm digging this week. And much like my kid, I always like to lure people to my house. <laughs> he comes by it honestly. I like that. Yeah. I liked it that after you, you guys left. I literally, it was like shift change. And then we had people over for dinner. Yeah, you had a big Sunday. <laughs> like, that was great. This is me living my best life. I love days like that. Awesome. All right. And now, and now it's time for you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So I'm up for the win. And I actually kind of just mentioned this a second ago. Uh, my win was that I made plans. I tend to just go with the flow in general with making plans on weekends. I don't, I don't tend to like be the person in a group that like sets things up. I like this because I really like being able to do spontaneous things that we're in the mood for. Um, I mean, there's a downside too, because I'm always that person who's sending out a text like, does anyone want to go for dinner in an hour? And everyone's like, has plans, right? But I'm realizing that if I don't plan things, a lot of times nothing is going to just naturally kind of come up the way maybe I'm hoping it will. Um, you know, people are, people are busy and they make, they have things they're doing. And I think a lot of people uh, at my life phase with little kids, you know, it's not always easy to, to get things set up. So this past weekend, I made plans to have friends over for dinner on Sunday night. And I loved having something on the schedule to look forward to because I always find Sunday night kind of sad where I'm bummed that the weekend's over. I may be regretful. I didn't do something like I always get that last minute urge, like, let's go out for dinner. Like, I just want to get the last little bit out of the weekend. So it was really nice to be able to catch up, have dinner together. And our kids were playing that our kids are in the same class. Um, and it just made me wonder why I don't do it more often. So I'm going to make more of an effort to add these types of things into my calendar and maybe, you know, at least once a month have, which I mean, that seems pretty doable, have like another family over for dinner or something like that. 
It's so funny to me because this is exactly how John rolls. He doesn't ever want to have plans because he just wants it to be spontaneous. And I'm always the one who's like, there are only essentially 10 to 12 weeks in the summer. And every weekend, somebody's got something. Unless we book them down now for even August, people can't do things. So I'm the one who makes all the plans in our family. And John's like, all right, I'll do it if you said so. But then he always loves it. So I think that's good that you're making plans ahead of time and you're making that effort to do it. I And I love... Like, I love nothing more than a random Saturday where, you know, in the summer where you just go for a drive down to the beach and then you meet up with someone and then you jump in the lake, even though you didn't bring a bathing suit and then you go back to someone's house. Like, I love days like that, that kind of just unfold or even better, you're out and you run into someone and you say, Hey, come back to our place for dinner. And you have no prep that you've done. And you kind of just went, just sorted out. Love that. Cause I love the not pre-planned dinners and things like that. Like I love it when you're kind of just winging it because I think it just brings a fun casual tone to things. I like it too, Um, but I also like that you're bringing this other element into it and it harkens back to what we just, or you just mentioned a little while ago in today's episode that it's not one or the other, it's both that will bring you the most happiness because you get both benefits. I, I don't know if you, have we talked about this, my whole, it can be both thing and where this came from? I don't know. I don't think so. So this was something that came to me when I was first a mom. Okay. And I remember getting pretty stressed about doing certain things. And, you know, for me, it was even like cloth diapering my son. Okay. And I just remember the pressure and it's hard. It's a lot more work. And uh, I just remember being stressed about it and even like breastfeeding and all of that. And I just remember it just like in my head one day it clicked and it was, it can be both. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. It can be both. Like don't stress about making a decision that you do not have to make. It can be both. And it comes up in so many areas of my life when I'm struggling with something, it'll pop into my head and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, like you this is a false choice. Like you do not have to make a choice here. It can be both." Of course, there are sometimes with some things you have to make a choice, but for example, cloth diapering or disposables for your kid, yeah, how about you do both and you do which one works for which scenario, but you don't have to suffer through with just one way. That's cool. Just because, right? So yeah, that's and I cool. think you get it in your head and it applies to so many areas of life. Yeah. You take the pressure right? off yourself by giving yourself more options in certain situations. I like it. Absolutely. So yeah, that's what I, um, I like to think of is, yeah, it can be both. So like with planning, right? Have a little bit of both. Excellent. All right. I'm up for the learn. I'm up for the learn this week. And my learn is about John and I and our exercise. So this is a Ah, seemingly ah. unending learn for me. But because it's important, and I really want this to be a locked in habit, I'm going to keep revisiting it. And I'm going to keep revisiting it for as long as I can. So we have, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, been doing an online program through a a company called Street Parking, where they put out the programming and then we do the exercise. So we were pretty consistent. And then uh, John and a neighbor of ours uh, got this side project. They were doing, they were helping John's brother who had a customer that needed a backyard deck built. And so um, John and our neighbor were working on it. And so every day after he was done his regular work, he was doing that. And that's the time when we normally do our exercise. So it fell off for him. I did do a couple of exercise bouts on my own without him. But then ever since that happened, we're out of routine and now we're not on a regular schedule. So I have not 
done my regular exercise in a couple of weeks other than Mm -hmm. like sporadically. So I would, it's, it's cool to say, or it's at least accurate to say that we have been less than super consistent with our exercise. Um, one of the things that I've been saying a lot lately, and I think that this really applies here, it's a new saying that really resonates with me. And it's this, everything that I want is on the other side of consistency. So I really feel like it's a lesson that is reiterated with every habit and habit challenge that we have taken on this past year. And that's just being consistent. So I need to keep coming back to it. And in this case with my exercise habits, so we're going to get, we're going to get back after it. And now that I've mentioned it here on the podcast, it, as always, it becomes accountability for me so that I'll report back again in a couple of weeks. This one, I feel like in the last year has been the one that's the biggest struggle for both of us. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one. It is. I think it's hard for everyone. Well, yeah. I think there are some people that really just have it locked in for some reason. And perhaps they're freaks of nature, or perhaps they just had better scripting when they were younger and it got locked in in a way that was easy or they're just more consistent or more disciplined, but I'm going to keep chasing them and working after it. Yeah. Cool. Good on you. So next week we're going to kick off our wrap up of the monthly challenges. What? I know (laughs) it's bittersweet, isn't it? Because it's, you know, this is, it's, We've been doing this for a while now, but we're going to celebrate the upcoming one year anniversary of the podcast and it's going to be the month of our one year anniversary. So you should definitely look forward to some celebrating and kind of maybe some recaps, those sorts of things. Um, June is going to be, I think, a month uh, where we look back and we look ahead. Oh, I like it. I'm so excited. And you said cheesecake, right? Definitely. 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 Just Our- wanted to, I just needed you to say it out loud. Cheesecake. Accountability. Cheesecake's happening. Cheesecake and champagne. Definitely. Love it. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We would love to hear if you attempted the no complaint challenge. And if you did, how did it go? Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. You will find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show and we hope that you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love it so much if you would rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people to find the show. And we also have a Facebook group, search for the improvement project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I love it. Um, okay, this is good. I'll, um, tomorrow night, 8.30. Okay. Word up. Be there, be square. Oh, I'm always square. <laughs> good night. Have you met me? Yes. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.